14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And uh, uh, we continue, of course, uh, to uh, speak about uh, black executives. We just spoke to one uh, about the performance of uh, African Bank. And, uh, of course, uh, certainly uh, uh, many uh, would recall uh, the history that African Bank has come from. And uh, I'd be interested uh, to find out what some of your perspectives are, of course, uh, if indeed uh, you think that uh, this uh, indicates that uh, the trajectory is good and that the quality of the book that they have uh, certainly positions them uh, to uh, continue to be a uh, preferred lender for some of the uh, low-income segments of the marketplace that Basani Maluleka was referring to. But uh, as we shift gear, there has been some talk in some circles that uh, uh, certainly over the last few months or so, there's been a uh, low-key war on black executives in South Africa, especially those uh, in state-owned uh, entities. And uh, you would have heard, of course, uh, the... Uh, uh, um, uh, the issue of uh, Pagamani Hatebe at ESCOM, who took leave of uh, the uh, National Utility uh, uh, earlier, or, or a few days ago, I should say. And, of course, in the private sector, Peter Moyo also was suspended at uh, Old Mutual uh, on the back, of course, of um, difference in opinion on uh, how to handle uh, conflicts of interest. And uh, seemingly also, when we had the challenge around load shedding, much of the debate uh, was talking about how many, uh, I guess, uh, talented uh, white engineers had left uh, ESCOM and uh, uh, of course the other side of the coin in that debate was always that uh, you know now there's been a proliferation of black professionals uh, at ESCOM and that accounts uh, in some weird twist of logic uh, for why uh, we have load shedding and why there's been mismanagement and underperformance uh, at ESCOM and we're asking ourselves this evening is there indeed uh, this uh, war perceived or real uh, and I want to say that again is there some form of war perceived or real against the black executives or is this a question of just uh, uh, the uh, daily routines of uh, ensuring good corporate governance uh, in uh, not only our SOEs where we hear that a cleanup is underway uh, but also even in uh, corporate South Africa and uh, we do know of course it's not only black executives that have certainly been given uh, or shown the door uh, in the uh, recent while we also know that um, one other CEO, and uh, of course the name of the company will come to me, uh, last week also received the boot and uh, he was uh, a, a white CEO, also of a European uh, origin as well. So uh, certainly not something that is uh, uh, reserved just for uh, black professionals. But uh, I'm joined now on the line to make sense, of course, of uh, the last uh, uh, a few months or so, uh, certainly for black professionals and how they intersect uh, with uh, the uh, uh, corporate uh, cleanup that is underway in many of the SOEs. Uh, by the Deputy President of the Black Management Forum, Tasneem Fredericks, uh, who joins me on the line all the way from uh, Port Elizabeth. Tasneem, good evening to you and thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Good evening, Arvonga, and good evening to your listeners. Tasneem, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, certainly you as the BMF uh, have been an organization that's been around for uh, just over four decades. Uh, really championing the cause of black professionals and uh, black managers. And I'd be interested to hear from you, uh, certainly, uh, if we are to look uh, firstly at some of the more recent events that have happened, uh, uh, the uh, resignation of uh, Pagamani Hatebe at ESCOM and uh, the suspension of Peter Moyo at Old Mutual. Uh, what do you make of those two shifts in particular? And, uh, uh, of course, what do you also make of this discourse that uh, there is a uh, real or perceived uh, onslaught and siege here of uh, black professionals and in particular black leaders in many of the corporate spaces? Um, I think we need to break that into, you know, little segments. Um, I think a quick answer would be if the broader if the broader question was, you know, whether black executives who occupy senior positions 
um, receive unfair treatment in comparison to their white counterparts. I think the way the media portrays that and the way that happens is uh, definitely real. Uh, As the BMF, we've had um, intimate conversations with various black um, executives, uh, both in top management and in C-suite. I think that race and culture definitely matter at that level. Um, and then when one looks specifically at the case of um, Peter Moyo at Old Mutual and Bakamani um, Hadebe, then I think, you know, one needs to look um, very carefully before one raises, you know, the black flag to say, well, is it because, you know, they treated him this manner specifically because they were black. I think in Moyo's case, there was, you know, the, it was cited that there was a breakdown in trust and also a conflict of interest. Now, this is an ongoing thing. Mm. Um, and, and even Pete himself has, has, has refrained from stating too much because I, as I understand things, there may be some legal recourse he wants to take. Sure. So I think it would be premature for us to, you know, perhaps comment on the Pete Moyo matter. Um, but Bakamani Hadebe, for example, I mean, he resigned and I think under tremendous pressure, um, ESCOM is going to announce a massive loss um, in the next week. Um, and I think that he was definitely the right person for the job. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, being given what some people call a poison chalice, chalice to begin with. And I think the complaint from many uh, black professionals at various levels is that they always, in a sense, set up for failure. Mm, mm. You know, it, it, it's like this unclimbable hill. I, I don't think anybody of any color can save ESCOM before and and even now and 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 specifically in the near future yeah i mean so it's a, it's an unfair assertion you know Tasneem, it also reminds me of uh, what happened at kpmg and how they uh, sort of rapidly brought in and tlamudlomu uh, really in a way reminiscent of just you know getting black women to just come in and clean up uh, after the big uh, party has happened um uh, do, do you get a sense that you know some of these debates uh, are happening in some of the boardrooms here uh, enough to really say look uh, there's a certain perception that's being created out there and uh, in uh, as much as corporate governance and ethics are important, it's also important to manage some of the information that leaves and the and the perceptions that it creates. For sure, I mean, I mean, there's definitely a perception, even amongst um, more so amongst white people, that when you speak about affirmative action, uh, there's this uh, bias called the attribution error that there's mm. a, a lowering of the bar in a sense, which. You know, if, if 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 people are dealing with black people, they automatically assume that it was because, you know, they're good at or they're successful because they 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 got into affirmative action or luck, um, and so this is also you know an, an unfair assertion mm. which white people don't. Um, are not faced with white executives are not yeah, faced with yeah. let's pause uh, slightly Tasneem and uh, take this brief break and on the other side uh, inviting some of our uh, listeners here to uh, weigh in give us a ring on 089 what do you think the state of play is uh, by way of uh, some of the uh, strides that black executives are making and uh, what do you make of this uh, seeming exodus uh, in the recent while of many uh, black uh, executives and I also cast my mind back of course to the case of one Tabo Jloti uh, at uh, Liberty as well. What do you make of some of those shifts? Uh, do let us know. And on the other side, we'll also take a look at the cleanup uh, that is underway in some of the SOEs. Stay tuned. 
The 2018-19 UEFA Champions League season brought to you by Heineken has been unforgettable. Not only has Heineken brought you unmissable moments from every game, they're now bringing the ultimate unmissable moment at the UCL final this Saturday in Jersey. If you want tickets, visit Heineken's Twitter page and participate in the competition that will reveal the 10th unmissable moment. You may just find yourself sitting next to one of the top goal scorers of all time. Not for persons under the age of 18. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. 22 minutes it is uh, after 8pm. Would love to hear your perspectives on, of course, uh, uh, whether or not uh, black executives are under uh, perceived or real attack uh, in uh, the corporate spaces that they occupy. And uh, what do you make of uh, the uh, large cleanup that's uh, underway in some of the SOEs? If you look at Transnet, for instance, uh, the uh, suspensions of the likes of uh, Siabong Akama and many others. And, of course, some of the revelations that are coming out uh, about Transnet and about the activity of many uh, black executives, what, what uh, aspersions, uh, innuendo and perceptions uh, does it encourage uh, from many of those who are anti-transformation? I'd love to hear your perspectives on that. Give us a ring on 89 Also going to be checking out some of those tweets. Now, uh, Tasneem, I'm interested to hear from you and certainly uh, the view of the Black Management Forum on uh, uh, this uh, cleanup, as it's been uh, uh, termed, that is underway in many of the state-owned entities. And uh, uh, many people have suggested that, yes, it's a necessary and much needed cleanup uh, to clean up some of the rot that has been associated with state capture and many of the other issues. And some have also suggested that uh, uh, in many ways there's also been a throwing of the baby out with the bathwater and uh, many uh, uh, of those who are sitting in non-executive roles, or be it on the boards or even the executive teams here, uh, have uh, been, uh, I guess, uh, tarnished by association or found guilty by association uh, in many of the SOEs that they were deployed to serve in. What do you make of that? Sorry, Albonga, are you on the line? Hi, Tasneem, did you not... Uh, uh, so I was Sorry, saying... you cut out for a second. Oh, yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes, yes. So I'm saying uh, you would be aware that uh, there is a seeming sort of a cleanup that is underway, and that's what uh, well, that's the term that has been ascribed to what has been happening uh, in the SOE space, uh, certainly after February uh, of uh, 2018. And I'm interested to hear from you, I mean, uh, what do you make as the BMF of what has been underway. Many people have said, uh, you know, uh, the DP has thrown the baby out with the bathwater and uh, lost a lot of executive, uh, black executive talent in the process. And many have suggested that this was a necessary cleanup uh, after uh, many of the SOEs found themselves embroiled in the drama of state capture. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I think the the commissions that have come out have given, you know, reasons um, and, and basically put forward reasons why there should be a cleanup. And I think that we're going to be dogged by the previous administration um, for much longer down the line. But I think for, uh, from the BMS perspective, I mean, you know, where there's a breakdown in ethical leadership and governance, both in the private and public sector, um, you know, there has to be consequences. Um, there is a code of conduct for public service and then there's the king code for, private, for the private sector. And I think that government needs to lead um, in terms of both transformation and then also ethical leadership and governance. Um, and to me, you know, it's, it's not really an issue of throwing the baby out of the bath water. If there are executives um, from the BMS perspective who, who don't meet the standard, mm. who are not conducting themselves um, in a manner that is in accordance with the law, then definitely um, we're not going to shield those individuals and those executives. Um, I think this speaks to the larger, um, you know, debate around transformation and 
how do one how does one grow this this pool of talent and how does one um, ensure both in public and private sector succession planning um CEOs are over the age of 50 i mean we should be looking at people at the age of 40 onwards and making sure that that pool keeps growing and that those are the people that get into um C suites mm. so um the reasons behind resignations or dismissals to the BMF, regardless of of race, must be critically um, analysed. Um, and and you know, if there's anything that's untoward, then there must definitely be consequences for unethical conduct. Mm. And um, I mean, it, it, it it's killing the country. Um, the amount of money that's been lost through these SOEs. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way that the BMF is going to stand aside and say, well, you know, at the expense of losing. We want good black executives, and not to say that there aren't any, or mm. there aren't enough. Just name an instance where we've seen this kind of churn and uh, sort of a shift here and a uh, change. Uh, and I want us maybe to come back to the old mutual example. Uh, one would think that you would always lobby that uh, forever, uh, for whoever will uh, replace uh, Peter Moyo, if indeed uh, his exit uh, occurs, uh, that you would want that to be a black professional because you hold a certain view about uh, uh, you know uh, black professionals and uh, uh, the supply of them in the marketplace and uh, we also saw uh, the announcement they're coming that uh, you know uh, Ian, Ian Williamson is going to come in and uh, replace him what what do you make of that as a bmf yeah i think there's a trend um that's developed over the last um year or so we you've had um you know this replacement of black executives by white executives and the reasons that the BMF is given when we engage with SOEs and when we engage with uh, the private sector is basically to say that, you know, well, um, they can't find these black, um, suitably qualified black executives or the black executives that do exist don't put up their hands. But I mean, these are just, you know, apologists for transformation. These aren't people who really want to transform. So the BMF... We don't view these kind of appointments as as good for transformation. Mm. Um, it also gives it leaves a bit of taste in the mouth. You know, it perpetuates the stigma that there's never a good enough black professional. Okay, let's pause there. replace another yeah. black profession. Yes, 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 indeed. And of course, I guess uh, puts uh, breaks to uh, any continuity of uh, transformation project in some of these boardrooms. Let's pause there slightly for a second, Tasneem, and uh, take some of our callers on this particular issue. I've got Sillo who's calling us all the way out uh, in Limpopo. Sillo, good evening to you, and uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. Thank you for taking my call. I, I think the notion of um, people who... Uh, say um, black executives have been uh, perished uh, in in my view. Mm. Number one, yes. We have people like, no, 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 let, let's not go far. Let me start with the SABC. There was a black executive management there who collapsed the SABC. People could not get paid in time. Then we have uh, ESCOM. We have got Enem Gubani, who was also heading... Uh, the SABC mm. at this, uh, back then. We let me bring also drop in with this Ukraine Malefe who collapsed the biggest um, SOE in this country. And and, and and lastly, let me go to um, the SAA where a black executive was also there. So when we, 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 I analyze this thing, you know, sometimes black people will hate the truth. And then when when I'm uh, um, and then it's very sad, and then we are not saying that um, 
black people are not educated. They mm. are. Brian, if, if, if you check Brian Mulefe's qualification, it is, they are huge. But where is he now? Only because of um, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, broken the rules of laws and the ethics of the SOEs that he was heading to, where he was appointed to look after them. But no, he looked after himself and his buddies. So we need to call out to those people, especially those blacks, even white if they are, we should say. But when we say black, we, we also must tell, talk about our own people. I mean, we can't just fold our arm, put and say, no, uh, black people have been paid. Nonsense. Mm, mm. Where are we now because of this black management across? It is because of the state capture uh, that that brought in. Um, but so, uh, Selo, in, in Selo maybe let me try and understand you, Kaklap. Uh, are you suggesting that, uh, you know, all of the attempts that have been made and the, even the agitation and advocacy and lobbying of groups like the BMF has gotten us to a point where, uh, you know, uh, we've got the kind of black professionals that we've been calling for and uh, at a systemic level, they have disappointed us. And uh, you're saying, look, uh, you wanted your cake, it's now on your table, eat it. But I'm not claiming. This is the fact. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're saying I'm claiming, it is another story. Um, okay. I'm saying, you, you know, we both, most of people know who follow news. We are not claiming who said Saudi Muslim collapsed the ACDC, but he's claiming that he was the best one CEO of all the time. But where is the money? We understand. And then, so I will disagree when you say I'm claiming. Lastly, let me bring in, you know, there was this guy. Uh, 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 Koza. He's one of the best executives we had. Mm. Um, he, he had, he, um, I think he was at NetBank, if I'm not wrong. I mean, he was doing good. We should talk about him. It's, it's, it's one of us. So let's bring in the bad guys. Let's bring in the good guys also. So it is, uh, um, black um, uh, executives need to follow law. They need to understand that they are not there for themselves, okay. but for the country. All right. Thank you. Silo, really appreciate that call, Morena. Thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, on that one. Also, I have on the line uh, Dr. Mazwa Machola. Uh, good evening to you, Doc. How are you? Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Wonderful. Please go ahead, Papa. Yes, yes, yes. And and uh, I want to greet Tell's uh, name. Uh, uh, she's my leader because I'm a BMF member as well, so it's, it's wonderful to hear from her. Okay. Um, let me just uh, start off by saying two things about leadership. Sure. Uh, leadership is modeling and influence. So you say leadership is exemplary. If if there is a leader that takes over and introduces certain things. Normally, people will then look up to that leader and want to do the same. Uh, whether it's in the negative side in terms of corruption and malfeasance and avarice and decadence, whatever the wrongdoings, or it's on the I mean the positive side, uh, on the ethical side, on the, the competent side, performance side, and people will follow suit, and 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 that will produce. Uh, uh, a values and moral uh, community in that sense. Mm. But two, leadership by its nature is subjective. Uh, 
uh, in a sense that you are only as good of a leader as those around you uh, perceive you to be. Um, I always say that you can, you can, or even an executive or a manager, and, and call uh, five team members and say, will you describe this leader? What do you think about this leader? Do you think this is a great leader? One person will say, wow, this is a great leader. Maybe because of decisions that you've made. Another person will say, this is a terrible leader. Another person will say, this is a, a poor leader or whatever. Mm. So we are at the moment, I will call it, uh, as, as you've been saying, uh, that it's a cleanup phase, really, that is sweeping our country. Right from, uh, you call it a Ramaphoria thing, uh, but right from the politics, government, and the little influence and, and cascade to all different structures of our community. Dr. Machol, do, yeah. do you think that cleanup and uh, that entire, I guess, uh, project or program of cleaning up is uh, happens uh, in a very value-neutral context, or does it intersect with some of, I guess, uh, the key contestations w- within the ruling organization of the ANC? It will. It will definitely, because... Uh, you know, unfortunately, especially when you're dealing with the SO, the 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 the, 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 the because uh, there uh, is a state-led uh, uh, organization, now the state-owned organization. Mm. So what what happens at political level will be manifested there as well in terms of factions and patronage. Uh, so you see that. A certain uh, minister will prefer a certain uh, uh, chairperson of a board, and that board immediately will come, uh, whether it cleans up in terms of uh, chasing away the the executive. So it's always uh, aligned to a certain, uh, which is unfortunately, because it should be a performance and competence-based. But this cleanup, unfortunately, if you really see in this, you can especially what is happening in Transnet, in Prasa, you can see that really uh, someone comes there with, with, with a preconceived ideas to come, I want to clean up this mess here. Whether it's, it's correct or not, yes, it might be correct. Mm. There might be some uh, wrongdoing that have taken place there, corruption. And, but you can just see the intention that a certain individual is there to really uh, clean up. In the, in the, in, in the case of Pagamani Hatebe, I think really we need to celebrate Pagamani. You know, Pagamani, a uh, joint ESCOM, uh, it's a very, very complex organization. Um, he has never been there before. My, with my understanding, is not an engineer. Uh, and then he took over, and, and you really see he turned things around. He stabilized the organization. Of course, yes, not everyone will be happy mm. because of certain decisions sure. that he made. Some of the unpopular decisions are people who were, uh, who were fired. Mm. Uh, so the, the, not everyone will be happy. But that will bring a lot of stress uh, uh, really to him sure. because... Uh, leadership is burden, and, and even though it's a privilege, but it's a yeah. burden sum. It's okay. a lot of pressure that comes with it. Dr. Machola, we'll have to leave it there, and I really, really appreciate uh, that view, and also uh, from Asilo uh, all the way out uh, in Limpopo. Tasneem, what do you make of uh, those inputs uh, made there by uh, Dr. Mazo Machola and Asilo from uh, Limpopo? Yeah, look, I, I agree. I think they're saying the same thing that the BMX is saying. We're saying that corruption or unethical conduct is not endemic to black people or to black professionals. It's not a black pro- uh, problem. 
I mean, we often ask ourselves in the BMF, um, you know, what if Marcus Eusta was black? Would mm. he have been treated the same? Mm. I mean, there we're talking hundred billions of rands, you know, not 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 small money. That um, and 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 this is in no way an excuse for any amount of money um, to be misappropriated or stolen, either in the private or, or public sector. But I mean, there's definitely uh, different rules for different people in this country still, and and it's sad that that is the you know, it, it, it's not even a perception; it's it's reality. Um, and like I said, you know, transformation as a bigger social compact can never be at the cost of corruption or unethical conduct. Mm. Um, it cannot happen in that manner or in that way. And the BMF certainly won't stand up. And I mean, we certainly want to support government in terms of cleaning up, in terms of saying this is the right thing to do. But then also saying, well, bearing in mind the transformation agenda, when you do clean up, would you consider cleaning up in a manner that takes that transformation agenda forward mm. simultaneously and not separately? I think the issue of ESCOM, you know, there was there was a lot of um, political interference in a sense. There were, I mean, for, for Pakavani Hadebe from reports um, in the media, you know, he wasn't able to do his job as well as he felt he could have. Uh, which is very demoralizing for, for, for a lot of black executives. But yeah, I mean, you that's a phenomenon, Tasneem, that you find. I mean, uh, many black professionals saying, you know, they the moment they uh, elect me, they get either another co-CEO or uh-huh. they get somebody else to come and nanny Correct. me. And seemingly at ESCOM, that's what has happened with the sustainability task team, which in, in many ways has become this parallel structure that's uh, there to really nanny the uh, executive uh, committee there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier. You said that, you know, there were the, there's this, this exodus of, of, of black executives. And yet at the same time, um, that ESCOM failed. It didn't happen in a year or two years. Mm. It was over a number of years. There were white executives that were part of the process. Sure. And, and not in a single media report does one ever see a, a white executive being fingered or who gets called out um, for doing anything wrong. So there's this perception, I think, in the public that, that SOE is comprised only of black people. <laughs> that there isn't a single white person working there. Mm. Because the breakdown is always, uh, sub- uh, or, or, you know, put um, or blamed. Sure. You know, it's, it's always a black executive yeah. that gets yeah. good. Justine? And then, yeah, yeah sorry. No, and no, and sorry. then just to make matters worse, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get a white executive coming to up with the black executive messed up kind of situation. Mm, mm. Tasneem, unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there. We have run out of time and uh, certainly on my end, if there's any challenge I want to throw down uh, to the Black Management Forum is to also make people realize that uh, SOEs are quite a, a wide number of institutions, not only just the main four that we often talk about and that there are examples of black success that we see in many of the other uh, 700 or over 700 or so SOEs. And I think it's about time we start to highlight and maybe amplify uh, some of those gains. Yeah, Absolutely. I think Land Bank was mentioned as one of the successes in the budget speech. Mm. So definitely, okay. to your point. Awesome. Thank you, Ayabonga. Cheers, Tasneem. Take care. That there's Tasneem Fredericks, uh, uh, Deputy President of the Black Management Forum.